Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey, no. And welcome to Monday night in New Jersey, December the 12th, Frank Sinatra's birthday. 107 years old, Blue Eyes would have been. All right, we got so much to talk about tonight. You and me till 11 o'clock, uh, hanging out as we're getting prepared for the holidays. We have, uh, to start things off, a Jersey Christmas story. You know, like, it could have been a Hallmark movie, because these are the kind of things that could only happen in New Jersey. Uh, you see the holiday spirit, right? People just greeting each other on the street in such a happier mood with the Christmas season, right? Song after song after song with people who are just happy and cheery. They go, they buy their Christmas trees. They put it on the roof of their car. They're driving through West Windsor. They're going home. And next thing you know, here's this guy. He may be bald. He may have a full head of hair. We don't really know. But he's got a Subaru, and he's got the tree on top of the Subaru. And he's got... and he, and and. And he runs into, not runs into, but he gets behind a student driver who uh, isn't going as fast as he would have liked. And you figure, like, you know, maybe show a little Christmas spirit, little holiday cheer, little deck the halls, fa-la-la-la-la, fa-la-la-la, uh-uh. The guy with the tree starts cursing out the uh, person, uh, the student driver, who was uh, being taught to drive with her father uh, on uh, West Windsor Plainsboro Road. Around 1 o'clock on uh, Saturday. And uh, next thing you know, uh, the guy with the tree, they, they start giving each other the finger. And uh, he starts yelling out with the racial slurs. And suddenly the whole holidays uh shot to hell. Uh, what do you make of this? I mean, there's, there's so many questions I have about this. Uh, West Windsor police looking for a man who became impatient with the driver being taught to drive with her father before taking off on Saturday. The student driver was at the intersection of South Mill Road and Princeton Heights Town Road around 1 p.m. and accelerated slower than the experienced driver would. And when the girl's father asked for the man's patience, he flipped them the bird and yelled a racial slur and took off. Now, uh, police are trying to find this guy. And uh, I just, in the, you know, and uh, they're going to, they're investigating a harassment and bias intimidation incident. So, there's so much I could say about this. For one thing, it's definitely going in the act at the comedy club. Only in New Jersey. How is the guy able to flip the bird? When he's holding the tree on the car. Because, right, when you have a tree on your car, don't you usually put your hand on top of the tree to hold while you drive so that the tree don't fall off? Uh, or is that just me? But, uh, you know, the whole idea, the Christmas season and rolls, but I mean, do you find people being nicer to you around the holidays? Do you find, like, a, a different change in the tone, like the song says, like the movies say, you know? 
This sounds like the beginning of a Hallmark movie. You know, in in the end, they fall in love and get married. In the beginning, he's screaming racial epithets and flipping of the bird. Uh, I don't know. What do you make of this? And, of course, you know, the age-old question. A couple of things here. One, what kind of road rage have you experienced in New Jersey? And uh, two, I mean, it's a shame. You know, like, it's a shame, like, uh, they didn't think a little quicker. I mean, really, who peed on this guy's Christmas tree that he gets that freaked out? over somebody driving slow in front of them. But on the other hand, you know, how aggravated do you get when you're on the roads in New Jersey and people are driving too slow? Especially if they're in the left lane. I'm not sticking up with this person at all. I'm just, you know, making the correlation. But 1-800-283-101.5. Guy's totally out of line. For one thing, you know, for one thing, it's Christmas. You have a Christmas tree on your car. So we're figuring that you're feeling a little festive. You're feeling a little happy about the holidays. The second thing is, you know, you're coming up on someone who is obviously inexperienced, and they're telling you, please be patient. This per- you know, this person's learning how to drive. This is my daughter. She's learning how to drive. And your reaction to this during the holidays with a tree on your car, is to flip a bird, scream racial epithets, and speed off. And, and the thing, like, they're trying to find the car. Like, when you figure, I don't know, I, I'm surprised, like, Dad or somebody didn't take a picture as the guy was leaving. Whip out the old cell phone. We know where you are. Is you know, it's not like the guy disappeared into Manhattan. He's driving in West Windsor. Can't be that hard to find. But, I mean, what do you make of the situation? 1-800-283-101.5. What would you have done? And uh, have you ever experienced road rage uh, in New Jersey? When driving, have you ever experienced, especially during the holidays, are you noticing people uh, being uh, a little less aggravated? Or are things just pretty much business as usual during the holiday season? 1-800-283-101.5. I could throw in, how do you get your Christmas tree home? Do you actually put your hand on top of your tree when you're driving it? Because that's the old thing. We believe our hands can do anything. You know, with a hand holding the tree, that's going to make it happen. But I just, I just, you know, I laughed at this. This is more funny than anything else. I mean, it sucks that here you have a guy who buys a Christmas tree and is the complete opposite of what the Christmas spirit's all about. But 1-800-283-101.5. What's the worst road rage experience you have ever experienced driving on the roads in New Jersey? And you know what? What's the most aggravating thing about driving in New Jersey? Where does getting behind someone driving too slow rank on your Mount Rushmore of driver aggravation in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. And again, I'm not excusing the guy. I'm just saying that You know, granted, you're aggravated. Granted, someone is committing the cardinal sin of driving in front of you too slowly. But on the other hand, once you understand the situation, you then have forgiveness. You then say, okay, I get it, no problem. How many times have you ever been in a road where you're really, really aggravated, someone's driving too slow, you get up alongside of them, you almost want to run them off the road, you're so angry, you look in the car and you see it's like a nice little old lady. Or you see it's just somebody petrified behind the wheel. And what do you do? Oh, and you back off. And you let him go. Right? Because that's the kind of person you are. This guy, 
<laughs> what would you do? What would you say? 1-800-283-101.5. Was he wearing a Grinch suit? All right, Steve, when I needed windows for my home, I called East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. They've been providing award-winning customer service, best products, and industry-leading warranties in New Jersey for over 40 years. I highly recommend East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows for your exterior home renovations at 908-381-0066. That's 908-381-0066. Or visit them at eastcoastroofing.com. Here's fast traffic. Jersey 101.5. Weather's brought to you by Pajama Gram. Looking for a Christmas gift that is more alluring than lingerie? Check out Naturally Nude Pajamas by Pajama Gram. They're sensuous and soft. They look just as seductive as they feel. Order today and get a free matching Naturally Nude Nighty. Available exclusively at pajamagram.com. Steve Trevelisse. I had a guy with a Christmas tree on his car who was so upset that the person in front of him who's learning how to drive is driving too slow that he screams a racial epithet, flips the bird, speeds away. What is your roast, worst road rage in your roast word weight in your, your worst road rage incident? And uh, what annoys you most about driving on New Jersey roads? Janet is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Janet. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I think you're talking about a really serious um, thing, though. I, you know, I kind of heard you say it was funny, and it kind of is a little bit funny. But unfortunately, unfunny things happen because people get too angry. And, Agreed. Um, my son was killed. I can't say too much about it because, uh, you know, it's still in the court system. Um, but was killed by two people who were involved in a road rage. And uh, he was an innocent driver, and he lost his life over it. And people need to really understand that it's okay to get angry. I get angry sometimes with people. Um, I may say things in my own car, but when you start to engage someone else, um, it's taking it to another level. Yeah, there's a couple of, you know, there's a couple of things that you have to retain your composure. People in cars feel they're invincible, like they got this, they got this metal all around them and you can't mess with them. And uh, then what happens is they let this, they let this anger, which will leave when they leave the car out, you know, in ways that, uh, you know, could be very, very dangerous. And the other thing, too, is you never, ever engage anyone like when it comes down to like trying to get out of the car pulling over you never know what's going on you never know what's going on in the head of the other person you know and and what their temperament is i'm so sorry that you have to go through this thank you thank you but it's you know i don't know anger the anger thing just seems to be um very rampant and i don't know why people are that way look around Um, you yeah, Look I around it's you. Just... Look in any direction. Any direction. Here it is, Christmas season. Any direction. You want to yeah, look at your economy? You want to look at your money? What do you want to look at? Uh, you know, you it's, know, we live in a world where, you know, every day the wrench gets turned a little bit tighter. And the question, thanks for the call, Janet, to New Jersey 101.5 is, you know, uh, how do you deal with it? And people express themselves, uh, you know, wherever they can. And it really sucks that when you're in a car, especially this situation, you know, again, you would figure that the person would have enough composure. Okay, you, someone's driving too slow, you get angry about it. You want to get, when I'm in the car, I want to get to where I got to be. I, I want everybody driving faster than me. 
And whenever people drive too slow, yeah, I get angry. I get fr- not angry. I say I get frustrated. My kids love driving with me because I, I basically resort to sarcasm. That's about it. I would never engage someone, and it goes away. But I mean, this guy's a total freaking moron, you know. Uh, but you know, he's yelling a racist slur. He's uh, he's upset. But the, the thing that gets me about this, the guy's got a Christmas tree on his car, a Christmas tree. You figure it could be a little more festive in the holiday spirit. Or maybe he's just upset he's got to go, I'm the one who's got to go get the freaking tree. Right? Maybe he had other things he wanted to do. Maybe he wanted to watch the football game, you know, the college game. Instead, he's got to go get the tree. And then, like, so, so on top of this, you got, I mean, everything that could possibly line up the other way, and this lines up the other way. By the other way, I'm thinking, like, the side of good and consideration. He's got a Christmas tree. It's going to put you in a good spirit. You've got someone, you know, an inexperienced driver. You've got, you know, a girl learning how to drive by her father in front of you. That's why she's going slow. So there's nothing at all that someone should get mad about. But yet this guy flips out, flips the bird. Bird is returned because that's the Jersey greeting, right? We flip each other the bird. That's how we say hello in New Jersey. Uh, But then on top of it, we get the racial slur. And then it escalates to a police investigation. And they're going to try and find the guy. And I wonder what's going to happen when they do. 1-800-283-101.5. Holidays in New Jersey. La, 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 la. All right, so what? Give me, like, two things. Like, number one, give me your worst road rage incident. Have you ever been involved in road rage? Have you ever unwittingly been involved in road rage? You know, you're driving. You're really not looking. You get in the car. You're really not looking to start anything. You know, you're really not looking to be challenged. You don't want to fight. You want to drive. And then you don't know what you're dealing with when the other guy's flipping out. The best thing to do, best advice I give you, get out of the way. Just pull over. Pull over. Let the guy go. You don't need to, you don't need to outman him. You don't need to show who's boss. You just need to pull over. No matter what car you got, just pull over. You know, live to drive another day. And uh, your worst road rage story. And the other thing is, too, what annoys you most about driving in New Jersey? Is it the people going too slow in front of you in the left lane? Is it left lane driving? You know, is it people in the right lane with the blinker on eternally? And you just make it turn already. Do something. People at the light. You know, uh, any particular shade of green you're waiting for while they're checking the cell phones? While they're, you know, doing everything other than driving. You ever get behind a car where driving is so far down their list of things to do that it drives you crazy? 1-800-283-101.5. But in any of those situations, would you ever just flip out on someone? No, because you're smarter than that. And if you're not, call me. 1-800-283-101.5. And if someone has, call me. 1-800-283-101.5. Robert is in Cranford on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Robert. Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm 65. Well, actually, 66. It was my birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Uh, Robert. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Anyway, so I must have been about 22 and uh, three guys in a car, and I gave them a finger. And they got out, and they proceeded to let me know that they were uh, detectives. They were cops. Get out! No, they were in an undercover car, and <laughs> so I've been that right. It's like 
Never did it again. Well, you, you fooled me, officer. I would have never given you the finger if I suspected anything. <laughs> yeah, so I got to tell you, right. I learned my lesson 40 years ago. Road rage isn't worth it. No. And so, but it was funny that they happened to be police. <laughs> yeah, really. Of all the people you're going to give the finger to, you'd give the finger to a cop. <laughs> yeah. So, what, I just had, yeah, I just had to tell you. What annoys you most about driving in New Jersey? Uh, people with New York license plates, Pennsylvania license plates. <laughs> yeah, get out of our state. You drive on that side of the border, we'll drive on this side of the border. Robert, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. A Jersey Christmas story. Guy carrying a tree on the car <laughs> is screaming racial epithets and uh, giving, people to, giving a girl a finger who's learning how to drive with her father in the car. I'm surprised. That somebody didn't just, like, snap it. They can't find the car. They can't find the guy. I'm surprised mm -hmm. nobody pulled out the phone and snapped the picture. Yeah, yeah, you would think. Right? I mean, it's pretty... <laughs> you're driving down the road, carrying on like you are with a tree strapped to your yeah, you roof. Tree, one <laughs> hand with the tree, the other hand giving the finger. I think it was Clark Griswold, maybe, yeah. that was driving down the street. <laughs> And, and then, like, you take the picture, and you put that on your Christmas card. <laughs> and you, got, you killed two birds with one stone, right? Exactly. Well, actually, three birds and one bird. The other two birds were flipped. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis, 730. Now, the latest. And they're also brought to you by the Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation. Whether you're an elite athlete or just someone struggling with pain, Dr. Jody Sarah at the Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation cares about improving the function of your body. Go to lespainbetterhealth.com where you can learn more. Hi. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. What annoys you the most about driving in New Jersey? How aggravated do you really get? Would you get so aggravated that you would yell a racial slur at a new driver in West Windsor? Because police are looking for a man who became so impatient with a driver, being taught to drive with her father before taking off on Saturday. Uh, the student driver was at the intersection of South Mill Road and Princeton Heightstown Road about 1 o'clock and accelerated slower than the experienced driver would have liked. And when the girl's father asked for the man's patience, he flipped them the bird. He yelled a racial slur. He spit at them. And then he took off. A mean one, Who is this guy? Mr. Green. In a Subaru. You really a Subaru. A Driving around West Windsor a with a Christmas tree on his car. As an eel, Mr. Even the Who's in Whoville are upset. With a greasy black all right, 1-800-283-101.5. Jamie's in Lawrenceville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jamie. Hello, good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. I was just listening and uh, heard about the road rage, which is pretty scary as a new driver. Yeah. Um, this, obviously, exact situation didn't happen to me, but I was probably 17 or 18 at the time, so fairly knew it. Driving um, down 95, I was right. in the middle lane, and I remember this pickup came up so close to my bumper, and I'm like, there's no one else on the highway. Like, why are you riding my butt? Right. Um, and he got in the right lane, sped up, 
rolled his window down and threw a glass bottle at my car. And Get I was, out! What is going on? Uh, welcome to the world of driving, Jamie, right? Here you yes, are. I'm yes. in the car. This is so cool. What? What did I do? What's the problem? Yeah, I was like, I didn't even do anything, and there was, like, no one else on the road. So maybe it was just someone that had too much to drink and, you know, felt like throwing their bottle out the but, car. Yeah. Well, I believe the term is a-hole. I mean, <laughs> how the hell? I think I could say that on the radio. No, that's what you got me for. I mean, I can't... I, I get it. You know what I mean? It's, but you know what? There are going to be things that aggravate you when you drive, but you, you don't get that worked up. And then like in this situation, it's Christmas. You got a Christmas tree on your car, right? You figure you're going to feel a little right. bit in a better mood. And then you find out yeah, that, look, the, re right, the reason the person's drive is a reason. Maybe, you know, maybe she's not going as fast as you would have liked, but there's a reason for it. And, and the father explains man to man, she's just learning how to drive. Could you be a little patient? No. This Jadrul has to spend to flip the bird. He's got to spit. He's got to speed away. He speeds away. And I'm really shocked that they didn't get a picture. Yeah, I hope he gets caught and, you know, either that or I hope he's listening to the radio all night. Well, hopefully if he's listening, he's laughing, you know. <laughs> Maybe he'll say, you know what, I never thought of it that way. And then he'll go back and wait. Maybe this will be like a Hallmark movie. At the end, they'll fall in love, you know. And get oh, married. gosh. Uh, in front of, in front of the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center, you know. But now, when you once you have this experience, this toughens you up for the rest of your professional driving life, right? <laughs> I mean, it was scary. Like my heart was in my throat, and I was like, "I'm just going to slow down, you know, and let him go on his way." That's the way to handle it. Do whatever you want. It's your road. I'm just I'm just here hanging out to watch you drive, sir. All right. I mean, in 30 years of driving, there's still crazy things that happen and two things that bother me when you're getting on the highway and people just sit in the right lane it's like get over yeah people getting off can get i mean getting on yeah and then also people don't know how to drive around a circle and that drives me bonkers that's why we have to wipe out we have to we have to do the circle with the circle and the line through it jamie thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 francis is in tom's river hi francis hey steve how are you good buddy how about you all right so this is not like a rose race story this is just a mishap that i had so i was uh coming home from work about two years ago from right. up north New Jersey, you know, Parkway, Parkway yeah. traffic during the summertime, out of control. And, like, my one of my biggest pet peeves is uh, people from Pennsylvania that sit in the left lane and they do three miles an hour. They don't know. They don't. You're right. right. They don't know. So, doesn't matter what road they're on, they go three miles an hour. So uh -huh. It's a white van, you know, normal white van, and they finally move out of my way. And, like I said, I work up, up north in Robert Wood Johnson. Just a bad day at work. Uh -huh. And I... <laughs> Flipped them off, and when I turned to look, it was a van of nuns. A van of nuns. <laughs> that wasn't one of my finer moments. Uh -huh. uh, and God still hasn't forgiven you, has he? Uh, no, 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 because traffic gets worse and worse every year. <laughs> and it seems every time I drive, I'm behind of someone from Pennsylvania. You see that? You see that? God's punishing you. He's giving you the. Did, he's giving you the. Church, you know, yeah. I had to do the whole thing, and I was like, I can't. I, all the way home, I talked to myself. I was like, I can't believe. I just flipped off a group of nuns. You, you got to say ten Hail Marys for each nun you flipped off. Oh man, I've been doing it forever now. See that you got the Pennsylvania, yeah, the Pennsylvania punishment. 
That's it, my man. <laughs> Francis, that's excellent. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Taking road rage stories. Frank is in Florence on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Frank. Frank, you there? Hello, Frank. Hello. Hey, Frank, you there? Yes, I'm right here. How are you? I'm good. Tell me your story. Yes. I had a, actually, it wasn't me, but it was a friend of mine, um, uh, actually smaller than myself, and I'm pretty small. I'm about five foot eight. Right. Uh, he, I don't know what the incident was, but he uh, was driving, and uh, it was some kind of a road rage incident. Uh, somebody was in a car, and uh, it was actually his fault. He pointed them down a dead-end street, so he, he wanted to get out. And, uh, and, not a good uh, idea. This guy. Yeah. No, it was not, not a good, a idea, good so. idea. No, he, he got out of the car, and the driver got out of the car, but also three other guys got out of the car. Mm-hmm. And That's almost like the clown baseball. car. Yeah, almost a, a couple of them had baseball bats, mm-hmm. and uh, – they beat this guy to within an inch of his life. Uh, end up with a broken jaw. Oh my god! Soul, was in a coma for a couple of a uh, couple over of over a stupid road rage incident. Over a stupid road rage incident, and uh, he's got he's got permanent. He has some permanent brain damage now. He's coming back, but he slurs his speech. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a stupid road rage incident. Well, we learned a very valuable lesson. Frank, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Your road rage stories, 1-800-283-101.5. Does this sound familiar to you? Boy, it took me a while to get out of bed this morning, or I certainly can't do the same things I used to before since I'm in so much pain. Or even I went to the doctor, and they gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills and told me to follow up in a week. Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything but making you feel loopy, drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. Not New York. A season, New Jersey 101.5 collects teddy bears for the New Jersey State PBA. We call them Feel Better Bears. You can help New Jersey police make kids feel better during emergencies with a teddy bear to hug. To find your closest bear drop-off location or buy a bear online, visit our app or nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, All-American Auto Group, Rob Dukansky of Remax First Advantage, and Trinity Rehab. This holiday, give a child a feel-better bear, and thanks from all of us at New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trebellis. All right. Saturday, 1 o'clock, there's a girl learning how to drive. She's with her father, teaching her how to drive. She's at a light, and the guy pulls up behind her. He's got a Christmas tree. He's got a Subaru. He's got a Christmas tree strapped to his car, and uh, he would like her to go a little bit faster. So they explained to the nice man that uh, you know, my, my daughter's learning how to drive. You give a little patience, please. Instead of patience, she gets the finger, she gets spit on, she gets a racial slur, and he speeds away. And nobody took a picture. Right? I don't know. Uh, so I want to hear your road rage story. I don't want to hear what annoys you most about driving on the roads of New Jersey. We could make a list. We could check it twice. Marianne is in Monmouth County on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Marianne. 
Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just laughing so hard listening to this. I'm, I'm driving home. Only in New Jersey. Right? Stone Township. And I'm going through a bunch of rural roads and it never fails. You do the speed limit and people are up on you and they want you to go faster. And, you know, if you want to be a law abiding citizen, which I try to be, you know, I, I have been known to speed here and there, but you know, they come up on you, especially pickup trucks. Sorry guys. (laughs) You know, it's, it's like, wait and pass me. It's all good. You know, like you said, just let people go, let, you know, just try to chill a little bit on the road, but I go slower. I'm sorry. I I know that's like really obnoxious, but when people do that, I just go really slow and it just drives them crazy. You know what? You know, you got to be careful. Go really slow. But then when you see, when you see anything brewing behind you, go really fast. Yeah. Well, exactly. Go really slow for a minute. I've been, I've been known to be on the other side. So yeah, it's a, it's a problem. I used to live in Los Angeles for 30 years and you guys think it's bad here. Oof. Oh, I can't even imagine out there. And the smog. And isn't it like the roads out there, like just one big parking lot? It is. I used to work 17 miles from my house, and it would take me an hour and a half to get to work every day. Oh, my God. And you're 17 miles away. It's kind of like like being in North Jersey. You know, everything is just so close together. Well, Marianne... Luckily, we don't have to deal with that out here. Just get in the car, you know, pull over the side of the road, let him go, live, live to drive another day. It's not worth it. Exactly. And that's what I say to everybody, you know, just take a deep breath. Everybody's trying to get everything done before the holidays, but just take a deep breath. What a Christmas tree on top of his car. I mean, this is like, this is like a Christmas movie, only in New Jersey. That, that is so frightening. Yeah, exactly. Marianne, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. You know, when it comes to authentic Italian specialties, no one does it better than Tuscany Italian Market in Marlboro, Manalapin, and Freehold. Bring that same quality and authenticity to your table this Christmas with Tuscany's catering services, or give the gift of Tuscany to your loved ones with Italian specialty baskets, starting at just $50 with shipping available, imported chocolates, olive oils, cheeses, pasta, much, much more. See for yourself at any of their three locations or online at TuscanyCateringNJ.com. Remember, if it's not Tuscany, it's imitation. All Jersey, all the time. I'm in a car 10 hours a day and 101.5 rocks. New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevelis talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight. In New Jersey 101.5, the number is 1-800-283-101.5. Trevia on Wednesday night, Jersey's opening lines on Thursday night. Go to nj1015.com and check out my conversation with Paul Stanley. He's going to be in Jersey this Saturday, and all the details are in the post. Uh, We talk about Kiss. We talk about his art. We talk about music. We talk about pizza. One thing he said that was very, very profound, and Mark Rigadano was in here, too, when he heard, you know, passion, don't let perfection ruin passion, was kind of like the way he put it. 
And I want to get the exact words because it was really about where people we were talking about new music. And he said, you know, so many people, they try to be perfect that because we have pro tools and we have all kinds of things like that. And we're always, here's what he said. We're always in danger of replacing passion with perfection. In other words, people try so hard to get it right that the passion suffers. You know, and one person that the passion never suffered with was Frank Sinatra. And Frank Sinatra today would have been 107 years old. So uh, happy birthday, Blue Eyes. And he came from the generation when uh, not everybody finished school. You know, that generation, that great generation that my father was a part of and probably a lot of your father's grandparents were part of, you know, they, they worked for the kids. You know, they were willing to scrub those floors so that their children could have a better life. And a lot of them never finished school. And I really hadn't thought much about, you know, people who drop out of school because uh, I guess I'm not around it as much. You know, when I was younger, I had friends of mine that dropped out of school and then maybe went on to get a diploma or maybe went on to get a job that they didn't need. My father never finished high school. But I've got friends that I went to high school with who never finished high school. And apparently here in New Jersey, lawmakers want to know why so many students are dropping out of high school. Well, I got one way to find out, right? I've got a radio show here. So I'm going to ask you, you know, 1-800-283-101.5. We've never done this. We've done, have you gone to college? Have you not gone to college? Were you able to get a good job without going to college? But have you, or do you or someone you know dropped out of school and were able to do something with it. We're able to get a good job. We're able to uh, succeed in life. Maybe drop out of school and go get the GED. You know, maybe drop out of school, get the GED, and then, you know, go on to college. Or drop out of school and get a great job that you didn't need to be in school for. 1-800-283-101.5. Very good friend of mine dropped out of school and became a successful musician for the last 40 years. Uh, went on to get his GED. Went on to uh, DeVry. Well, 1-800-283-101.5. Were you ever or do you know someone who was ever in a situation where they had to drop out of school? Maybe, uh, you know, needed to work, needed to get a job to support the family. You know, that was old school. That was very old school. That was great generation. You know, my grandmother gave birth to uh, 15 children. They, they, they used the Tonight Show for a nightlight in those days. But... Uh, you know, they, uh, the kids, they couldn't finish high school. They had to work. So, but yet they, in the end, found, you know, Votech jobs or whatever, did very well. But I'd love to hear the story of anyone who's dropped out of school. You know, what were the circumstances? Because today we're so school-oriented in New Jersey. You know, it's the idea that you can't do anything unless you finish school. And even if you do drop out of school, you can get a GED and then, you know, go on and get something worthy of a high school diploma. But 1-800-283-101.5, not everybody finishes college, not everybody finishes high school. If you haven't finished high school, what's your story? John's in Basking Ridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. How about you? So 
I'm good, man. So, yeah, um, yeah, I was a, a terrible student in high school. I thought high school was just there for me to uh, meet girls and have fun. Right. And uh, I didn't do well in it, and I dropped out. The meeting girls or the having fun? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, both of them were on my two top priority lists. There you so, go. Uh, yeah, studying wasn't, uh, Not much so of much. Not so, so I dropped much. out of high school when I was 15 years old. Right. Um, uh, went back, got my GED and currently work, uh, for an electric utility in New Jersey and did really well for myself. So I'm, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, you know, um, found something I was really interested in. Um, and, and, you know, I just found high school at the time um, just wasn't interesting anything that was going on in high school as far as the classes were concerned. But once I got into the electrical field, I really found something I loved and really accelerated on it. So. so were your parents on board with you dropping out of school? Like, how did you, how did you sell that at home? Oh, no, my father didn't talk to me for two years. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they <laughs> were totally not on board with that. My father was like, oh, I went to work then when I was 15 years old. You know, right. it's like, oh, if you're not going to go to school, you got to work at that point. Um, you know, my mom was like kind of the buffer between my father and me. So. Okay. So at what point did dad, uh, at what point in your income level did dad finally come around and realize it wasn't such a bad idea? <laughs> Egg, yeah, exactly. So when I got, you know, and and believe me, I, you know, I bummed around a lot of jobs until right. then. So it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I landed in the electrical field. And really did well for myself. It was about that time that dad came around and he was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're doing all right. Yeah, it ain't so bad. Or, More now, money than he ever did. You know, so. Now, how, how long did it take you to get your GED? Um, I got my GED when I was 19. So I dropped yeah. that when I was 15, which is young. I know, I know it's young. Right. But, you know, I, I knew to get anywhere. I had at least had that high school, you know, equivalency diploma. So. Yeah, and then you found what you love. You found something you liked. You stuck with it, and it became fun. And it became, you know, and you were able to make six-figure income with it. Yeah, and then, you know, it's really fun. And, you know, it's it's not work these days because I love what I do, and I love the people I work with. So, you know, it really worked out well for me. You know, I hope it works out that well for everybody else. So. All right, John, thanks. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Lily is in Shrewsbury on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Lily. Hi there. How are you, How you doing? doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I was excited about your topic. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> well, I dropped out of high school. I was in Monmouth County and um, a family of overachievers, but I just wasn't in a good mental health state, and I found the school kind of challenging because of, I don't know, a bunch of things. Right. Academic uh, pressures were too much for me when I was, you know, 16. Right. And I was lucky enough to do a kind of an alternative program where I got to go essentially kind of on an expedition school. So experiential education where we got to do a lot of hiking and camping and learning directly about things. And that was a good bridge to me realizing maybe I could take my GED and I did. And then I went to a little bit of an alternative college and I eventually got a master's degree and I'm totally glad I did it that way. If wow. I had finished high school, I never would have had that path. So, so wait a minute. So you, sometimes it's just not the right thing. But you dropped out of school. And how long were you out of school before you got your GED? A um, couple of years. Yeah, it took me a couple of years. I didn't even know it was an option. That was one thing. Is mm. You know, I, I just sort of felt, I felt pretty ashamed of dropping out of school. I didn't know that was really something I could do. And 
I didn't really know what it would lead to, but then I realized that it really is kind of an equivalent thing, and I was able to apply for other programs and eventually got, you know, got into a college and then. Yeah, when you dropped out, I mean, it's one thing, you don't want to go to school, but when you went back to school, you really went back to school. You got a master's degree. So, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, but I love telling people that I dropped out because they're all like, like, no, you don't have to do it the usual way. Yeah. If you're lucky, you get another chance or you just find out more about yourself and figure out what it is you want to do. And I mean, there's nothing linear about my path, but. Um, but I really am glad I did it that way because I think, honestly, high school was really unhealthy for me. Mm. And I was, you know, getting involved in, you know, at that point, back in the day, it was just alcohol. But, mm. you know, it was definitely a bad environment for me and I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do well. I was going to yeah. end up wrapped around a telephone yeah. pole or something in a car. So I'm glad yeah. I got out when I did. You did what you had to do, and it worked out for you. Lily, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. More and more kids dropping out of New Jersey schools. Do you know someone? Have you ever, if you dropped out of school, I want to hear your story. How did it work out for you? 1-800-283-101.5. Do you or someone you know drop out of school, and what happened after that? Uh, Did you know? How much you can get for your home. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has buyers lined up and can get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. Ken and Raji were curious about selling their home in Scotch Plains, decided to test the market. They found that Rob and his team were able to get the multiple offers for well over the asking price. They cashed in, selling the home after 14 showings in just 10 days for $530,000. That was $55,000 over the asking price. Rob's team also helped them purchase their next home, so that's transition was seamless. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google RobSellsNJ and then start packing. This is Channel 1.5, Steve Trevelis. All right, we've got a lot of people dropping out of school in New Jersey. Why? Uh, well, the Assembly and the Senate of Advanced Legislation that creates both an office of the Department of Education and a task force that will be focused on that specific question, the issue of high school dropouts. Did you drop out of school? How did it work out for you? 1-800-283-101.5. Anyone you know drop out of school? High school we're talking about. Al is on 78 on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Al. Hi. How you doing? Good. Tell me your story. Okay, I was 15. I lost my mother, my sister, and my grandmother in a house fire. Oh, sorry. Eight, eight months later, they arrested my dad for the fire. We had a family-run trucking business that I was kind of handed to. Right. I tried, tried to work, work with the business half day and go to school half day, and the school dealt with it for about three months with me having a pager on my belt and then that they said they can't do that and I said, Well, I don't have a choice but to quit. Quit school. Went and got my GED. Ran the business to the lawyers wanted to sell everything for the money. Right. And um I went work in construction for thirty years and I I did. I was doing construction work, estimating and stuff for a major construction company with 
dealing with guys that had college degrees and all I had was my GED. Wow. Just as good as somebody with a college degree. What an incredible story. How did you deal with that? I mean, you lost your family. Your your family dies in a fire. Your father's arrested for sending it. And you end up with the business and you have to go to school. What an emotional toll I must have taken on you. Well, like I told the judge and I told, I walked out of doctor's office, psychiatrist's offices and said, you're not helping me. It's not, this isn't for me. And I told the judge when they sentenced my father that he kept me in the courtroom. And I said to my, said to the judge, I said, he said, are you okay? I said, yep. He said, did you learn anything? I said, yeah, I know it's what it is. I said, that's about it. He says, well, I won't ever see you in here again. Well, I, I said, yep. I said, every time my dad's here, I'll be here. He said, well, I didn't mean it that way. He said, I meant in your dad's situation. I said, no, I, that's what I learned. You walk straight in our path and you don't have any problems. And How old were you when this happened? I was 16. Oh, man. F- 15 when the fire was. I was 16 when they sentenced my dad. And you spent, and you actually tried to do both, go to school and run a business at 16. Yep. That's amazing. Yep, with a pager on my belt with five trucks running up and down the highway every day. Wow. You still in construction? No, I, I worked construction for, oh, probably 30, 35 years. And I went, I, I worked my way up to an estimator and was bidding paving jobs and major construction jobs alongside guys that had college degrees and everything else. I, I learned it the hard way. You know what? You did. You did, and you probably know more than they do because you are you got you got it from the street. You got it from life. I mean, I'm back driving the truck now just because I got tired of the headaches. Yeah, but I'm making eighty thousand dollars a year right now. Good for you. You got a family? No, I'm divorced. Okay. Just got, just got divorced, and the lawyer that handled my divorce looked at me in the court in the ho- courthouse in the hallway and says. Are you okay today? I said, yep. I said, I got one thing to tell you. I said, it's all about me today. I said, I don't care what anybody else says. He said, okay. Hey. And that's you. You've been through enough. You earned that. I Yeah, I went through enough, and I I, I told the judge at my dad's thing. I said, it's me against the world. Look out, it's here I come. I'm taking you. I'm giving the points, Al. Best of luck. Best of luck and success. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How about that? That is a good... Ryan said, you're going to want to hear the story. <laughs> All right. 1-800-283-101.5. I hit the button too fast. You know, like, I, I, I do the thank you, and then sometimes, like, I, I hit the button with the responding, and I mess up. I'm sorry. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Have you or anyone you know ever dropped out of school? Uh, we have a, apparently a problem with kids dropping out of school in New Jersey. I can understand it. I mean, you know, with businesses failing, people forced to work, people forced to make money. Uh, kids, kind of like way back when, are not finishing school. And there are different stories. If you dropped out of school, why? What was the reason? Was it because you didn't like it? Was it because family dictated it? Hard economic times? Whatever. And what happened after that? Were you able to, uh, you know, get your GED? Did you need to get your GED? 
Or did you find something that, you know, worked out for you and made you a lot of money? We had one guy, you know, he's making over, a couple of people making over six figures. Woman got her master's degree after dropping out of school. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, if you're, it's really, for whatever reason, you would drop out. And I said, we hardly ever do the topic. But now that it came up that uh, New Jersey's interested in finding out why people are dropping out of school, why are people dropping out of school? And what would you, what did you do after you dropped out? You know, it's one thing to drop out, but you can't drop out with no plan. You know, if you know what you want to do, or sometimes dropping out, like in a couple of cases that we had, people dropped out to a couple of years to figure out what they wanted to do. And the first thing they figured that they needed was to go get a GED. And then from there. But there are jobs you can get if you uh, simply drop out of school. I don't encourage it. And neither does the state of New Jersey. But 1-800-283-101.5. If you've uh, dropped out of school or you know someone who's dropped out of school or even like parents... You know, this is something you think that would have been the older generations, you know, where they just were, you know, especially in the old uh, Italian sections, you know, people just, again, you know, growing my, hearing the stories of my father and my aunts and uncles, you know, they just went to school till they were old enough to get a job. But that was then. What's your story now? It's 830. Now the latest new job. also brought to you by Guaranteed Service. Leaking water heater, clogged toilet, or your heating system not working, you'll always be in good hands with Guaranteed Service. For a limited time, tune up your heating system for only $77 and guarantee no breakdowns for the entire winter. 1-800-GUARANTEED or GuaranteedService.com. Hi, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelisse. So... If you have that little uh, box checked off on your license about whether or not you'd like to donate an organ, uh, have you ever thought of donating that organ before it comes to the point where you'd have to decide or someone else would have to make that decision over your uh, accident, uh, you know, over your injured body? Uh, organ donation in New Jersey uh, and everywhere. You know, uh, there's, a, there's a drastic need for it. Uh, South Jersey man thanks a Texas stranger for a life-saving kidney donation. This was on Action News and Channel 6. And um, there's so many stories like this. Here, our own uh, Bob Williams ended up getting a kidney from a donor his wife put on Facebook. And uh, Kim Ruins uh, got, you know, donated the kidney. This show has been uh, fortunate enough to get two people kidneys. One, uh, my cousin Rich, uh, came on the show. He needed a kidney badly. And uh, after trying and trying and trying and all the, you know, night after night on dialysis, said, you know what, come on in. I filled in for Dennis and Judy. We put them on. We talked about it. And someone listening uh, donated a kidney, someone that he knew. And uh, my friend Rob Bazzani was a fire captain in North Bergen. I'm sorry, in North Hudson. Uh, Union City Fire Department became the North Hudson Fire Department. Rob, who was brought into the department, you know, basically mentored by my father, who was a Union City fireman, uh, after he retired, uh, needed a kidney. And he, too, night after night of uh, dialysis and just watching him wither away, uh, we brought him in on November of 18. And uh, we brought him in June, actually, and Melissa 
Coleman uh, heard it, heard the broadcast, and a listener donated a kidney. And the surgery was performed on November 7th of 2018. And today, you know, Robbie went on. He married his high school sweetheart, Geraldine, uh, and is living happily ever after and got new life. Uh, so I want to ask you, I'm going to make this available because we do this, you know, from month to month. Just the idea of 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever or would you ever donate an organ? Have you ever had an organ donated to you? You know, how did it work out? And also, if you are in need of an organ, if you're in need of something, uh, give us a call and we'll take your name and, you know, we'll hear your story. And if someone else is listening that would like to help you out, We'll hold on to your information, and if anybody calls, maybe we'd make a match. You know, St. Barnabas is the best for this. And the work they do, you know, the work of the angels, saving so many lives, you know, getting people the organs that they need. And it's so hard. You know, I wish, I wish you could sell, be able to sell an organ. That if you, you know, because it gets so exhausting trying to find, you know, going through the proper channels and everything. That it's a shame that since you can, you know, you can sell your blood, uh, you can sell sperm, but you can't sell an organ. That should be your decision, your body, your choice. But 1-800-283-101.5, your thoughts on that as well. But have you ever or would you ever donate an organ? And if you have, I'd love to hear your story. Because there were so many of them out there. I remember Everson Walls donated a kidney to Ron Springs. They were two uh, Dallas Cowboy football players. Walls played for the Giants and took and went to a Super Bowl in 1990. Uh, what's your story? The great thing about uh, about our bodies is God gave us spare parts. And in a situation where you know the idea that if someone you love needed it, if someone you didn't even know needed it. Would you do it? And the people who do it, you know, God's angels, you know, who, who give the gift of life. 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, now, you know, we have a need for universal blood donors. New Jersey hospitals desperately need type O. And the story's on nj1015.com. Uh, let's see. We got Raymond in Raritan on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Raymond. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Tell me your story. My cousin, my cousin donated her kidney to me December 7th of 2010. Right. So it's, uh, 12 years ago. That's fantastic. How did it happen? Uh, well, I have a kidney disease. Right. And... We were going, you know, my kidney doctor said, you you know, my levels are going up. I need to start looking, you know, for possible donors in the family that would be a match. And she volunteered to be tested. It's, you know, it's not an easy process getting tested, right? You have to go through so many, you know, hoops to make it happen. Oh, absolutely. You know, just the blood work. And they look for six different, you know, factors, your blood type and different things. And then you got to go through a psyche valve. Oh, this was months and months of testing and going back and forth to New York. And then New York seemed to not be 
they seemed to drop the ball right. in the hospital we were looking at. Right. And we ended up going to St. Barnabas, and they took all our paperwork within two weeks we were scheduled. They're amazing. When we first met with them. St. Barnabas is amazing. You know, if anybody yeah. can get it done, they can. Now, now, how's your life been afterwards? Tell me the difference it made in your life. Well, I wasn't too bad as far as, you know, with my disease. I was not on dialysis yet. Right. And my doctor said I was close to it, so she went, so they wanted to start looking for a donor. So, I mean, I was not, you know, where I had to be on dialysis and all that. Well, you got lucky. Yes, I got very lucky because I know other people that live in my area that are that were on dialysis. Mm -hmm. so. uh, Raymond, that's an incredible story. Thanks for your call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, we need universal donors in New Jersey. Have you ever donated an organ? Would you ever donate an organ? Have you ever received an organ? 1-800-283-101.5. And if you need an organ, give us a call. Tell us your story, and we'll take your information, and if anybody listening wants to help, we will help you. 1-800-283-101.5. You're thinking about adding a pet to your family. My friends at Pet Center in Old Bridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. All Jersey. Jersey. 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. 1 Steve Trevelis. All right. We have um, a need for typo blood in New Jersey. Have you ever considered donating an organ? Have you ever donated an organ? New Jersey hospitals desperately in need of typo blood. Looking for universal donors. And uh, when it comes to kidneys, and uh, there's a story out of South Jersey about a uh, South Jersey man t thanking a Texas stranger for a life-saving kidney donation. Imagine that. Imagine donating to someone that you don't even know. Well, I've seen it happen. You know, I've seen it happen when a listener, an angel named Melissa Coleman, donated her kidney to my friend Rob Bizzani, who we put on the air, just trying to find one. And uh, he went on to marry his high school sweetheart, live happily ever after. Well, whatever that means, right? <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. Yeah, where do you see the section? Where do you see the next next chapter of that? Uh, Megan is in Branchburg on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Megan. Megan, you hey. there? Hey, there you are. Yes, I am. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Listen, I donated a piece of my liver to my son 24 years ago. Wow. Okay. It regenerates, yes. right? So you got it back. Yep. And you got yeah, him back. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, we did. We did. We were really lucky. Uh, he was one of the very early ones done in the country, but right. he was only five months old. He was a little guy. What happened? He was born with a rare disease called biliary atresia. Right. Uh, um, and by the time they turn yellow, they usually have end-stage cirrhosis. So their liver can suck in all the toxins, but it can't get rid of anything. Mm-hmm. So by the time he was seven weeks, he went on the transplant list. Right. But he never got the call. So luckily, 
there was a surgeon in Chicago who came to New York Presbyterian to set up their transplant center, and he had done the surgery before this living related, and he was willing to take us on. So that's how we did it. That's incredible. And you know what? They didn't need to put him on the registry because you were a match, right? Well, because my other kids were so small at the time, they did put him on the registry. Right. Um, so he was listed for a couple months before we, um, I guess about three months before we did the surgery. Now, how long did it take to see the difference? Like, how did it work immediately? Yes. So his skin, I was discharged day four. Mm-hmm. Um, he was discharged day 10, but he did remarkably well. His skin started to turn white and the whites of his eyes within 24 hours. How about that? So not only did you give him life, you gave him life again. Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. That's, in, that's incredible. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Megan, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Once you get the Oregon, the change happens quickly. It's, you know, it's only the beginning of another journey. You got to, you know, you got to maintain, take the drugs and everything. But uh, have you ever or would you ever donate an organ to someone? How did it work out? You know, you see it on your driver's license that, okay, should you get in a catastrophic accident, you know, you can donate your organs. But what about while you're alive? What about while you're alive when you could see, meet the person whose life you are saving, you know, and, uh, and enjoy the fact that you actually, no matter what else happens in your life, no matter what else you do, you saved someone's life. Someone is breathing and living a better life because of something that you did. 1-800-283-101.5. And also, like I said, if you're in need of an organ, if you want to come on, tell your story and, uh, you know, what you need, and you never know. Like I said, I've had two people come on here, tell their stories, and end up with kidneys. So if you want to tell your story, it's worth a shot. 1-800-283-101.5. Here we are, in need of uh, universal donors in New Jersey. Could you be one of them? You know, in South Jersey, there's a man thanking a Texas stranger for a life-saving kidney donation. It was on Channel 6. And uh, think of the type of person it takes. You can donate a kidney and go into a pool. And it is a program where other people, you know, you donate. And then it may not be the type of, you want to donate to a person, your friend. And you may not be a match. But yet they will take your kidney and your organ and find a match through someone else. It's a chain. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Stick around. Bill Spadia. I love New Jersey. And what I'm asking you is to stick with me. And we're going to take the state back. Weekday mornings on New Jersey 101.5. Are you digging in with me? And NJ1015.com. WKXW Trenton. WKXWH. It's all right. It's all right. All right. Steve Trevelis. Getting you through tonight. All right. Next week. I'm going to be here Monday night, and then I'm taking a two-week vacation. I'm not going anywhere. Staycation. Staycation is a word they invented for those that are too cheap to go on vacation. Uh, That would be me. Uh, I leave Shangri-La? Seriously. Uh, Today is Frank Sinatra's 107th birthday. Think about that. You know, you talk about John Lennon, the Fab Four. We have our own Fab Four here in New Jersey, right? We have Sinatra. Frankie Valley, uh, of course, Bruce Springsteen. Incredible interview with Howard Stern, by the way. Uh, every time I watch it, 
You know, like there's a certain, like you listen to an album, and every time you listen to the album, you get something new. You get something you didn't hear before. And it's odd that I could still do that with albums that are only 50, 60 years old. Uh, that's what it's like listening to the Bruce interview with Howard Stern. HBO ran it. If you find it, DVR it, find it. It's worth it. Um, and also Bon Jovi. You know, and I saw a Bon Jovi. I saw a Bon Jovi breaking the band. Uh, this this Reels channel, they do this. It's a, If you have it. Um, they do all these different kind of stories. They're a load of chock full of commercials. But it's DVR. It's worth it. You can run through them. And um, they did the Break in the Band series. And he did Bon Jovi. And the backstory on Bon Jovi is really incredible as well. Uh, which is odd to me because I remember when it was all beginning, uh, when John Bon Jovi showed up at WYSP holding his new record Runaway, which had won the WAPP talent show. And we got to talk for a while and I found out he was a Giants fan, uh, which I, I liked him immediately. <laughs> but anyway, so Frank Sinatra is 107 years old. And if the Fab Four of New Jersey existed, it would be Sinatra, Springsteen, Bon Jovi, Frankie Valley. I would say they would have to be the Jersey Fab Four. Uh, but Sinatra, Johnny Carson, there's a Johnny Carson show from 1976. And I talked about this before where he has Sinatra, Don Rickles, David Jensen, Olivia Newton, John, and a guy named Ray Johnson who wrote a book on breaking out of prison. And it was such an incredible show because imagine that today, right? You would never see any of these late night hosts today doing it because today it's all about the politics and weaponizing your show and uh, how, how Colbert can find putting politicians on entertaining is beyond me. But back then, late night TV was all about entertaining people. And Sinatra asked, I'm sorry, Johnny Carson asked Sinatra a question. And he was being funny when he did it, but it made me think. He says, you know, for years, whenever we want to get in the mood, we put on your records. Whose records do you put on when you want to get in the mood or when you're trying to get somebody in the mood? And I thought about that. And I'm thinking, like, what a great question. You know, Frank Sinatra, the most, one of the most romantic singers of all time. Right? If you want to set the mood, right? you, you, want, to, you want to have a great night and you want to set a romantic mood, Frank Sinatra would be a good choice to put whose records to put on. But I'm going to ask you, 1-800-283-101.5. If you're trying to set a romantic mood, or if you're feeling romantic, you want to put on some music, whose voice, whose, uh, whose music would you play? You can go back as far as you want, or you can stay current. I don't care. You know, the thing about music, it's universal. It's not really dated. Some of it is, but most of it stands the test of time. You know, it was a great interview I did with Paul Stanley last week. Uh, he's coming uh, to the Wentworth Gallery this Saturday night. And I got it all on nj1015.com. And, you know, he talks about the music, and he talks about, like, the difference in, like, today's music, where you can't recreate the past. The past has already been done. You have to do your own thing. But he also talks about how, because of Pro Tools and what we've got to work with today, replacing passion with perfection and it's more about the passion when you want to set a romantic mood when you want to put on romantic music whose music are you putting on if not frank sinatra 1-800-283-101.5 and i could also ask you this what do you think is the most romantic record ever made that's a tough one that's a tough one 
But 1-800-283-101.5. Do we go back? Are there a lot of, like, are there any, like, romantic records today that would give you the feel of what it was like? You know, back then, the music was made differently. You know, in each era, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, I mean, think about Sinatra. He uh, went through. You know, you think about how many years, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, 60, you know, six decades, 60 years of music. Croon love songs. My wife listens to Christmas music ad nauseum. And it's the old Christmas music. And now you hear more of that now. I'm hearing more of Sinatra's voice now and Dean Martin's voice now. To me, I would say the most romantic singer on the planet would be Dean Martin. He just had that velvet tone. And you could imagine him laughing through it as he's doing it because Dean always gave you that. No matter what he was doing, he was doing it tongue-in-cheek. Until he lost his son in 1987 and then his life completely just fell apart. But... Whose music are you listening to when you want to feel romantic? Claire's in Somerset County on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Claire. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm on my way home from a meeting, and I'm listening to you. I love you guys. Oh, thank you. We love you too, Claire. Are you there? That's it. She just wanted to call and tell us she loved us. All right, Claire, call back. We'll get you on. You there? All right, 1-800-283-101.5. She was going to say Andrea Bocelli. Whose music do you listen to? Like, who would you say is the most romantic singer? Past, present, or future? That could be another way to describe it. Because you got to put Sinatra on there. You know, they've been talked about, you know, we've done the topic, who do you like better, Sinatra or Springsteen? And you're just going to divide the fans. There are those who like Sinatra, those who like Springsteen, those who like both. But if I said to you, who is the most romantic singer? The thing about Sinatra, it was all about the romance. He wasn't political. He wasn't taking a stand. He, uh, he was there to entertain. He knew his role. He, he knew his lane. He stayed in his lane. And uh, not only did he stay in his lane, he set the lane. He created the lane. 1-800-283-101.5. But like Johnny Carson once asked him, you know, for years, we put we put we put your records on when we want to get in the mood. Whose whose records do you put on when you want to get in the mood? And it was a really funny question at the time, as I still find it this way now. But if I said to you, who is the most romantic singer? Who would you say? All right, she's back, Claire. We lost you. I know. Claire, did we lose you again? No. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Listen, if you get in trouble, just scream out the window. I'll open my window, too, okay? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, you already said it. Andre Bocelli. Andre Bocelli. Now, why Andre Bocelli? He is so romantic. My husband and I, actually, it was the last, one of the last songs to our wedding. We danced to him. Uh, he is just, if you're ever, if you ever get the opportunity to see him live, you'll cry. I heard that. You know, my uh, my brother-in-law's a big Andre Bocelli fan. Did you have to learn Italian, or was he singing English? No, he sings some songs now with his son in English, uh-huh. um, but you, you can just feel it in, you know, when you listen to it, even if you don't know Italian, it's just beautiful. You know what? 
That's the best. When 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 he can make you cry, that means he's done his job. Yep. That's right. <laughs> you got it. Clint, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. I remember Bruce around 60 Minutes saying, because it can make you cry. I know it can make you cry. And I know what I'm doing when I'm making you cry or something like that. All right. The most roman- your most romantic singer. 1-800-283-101.5. Whose records do you put on when you want to get in the mood? Here's Fast Traffic. Uh, now, do you sing professionally? No, no. I, I know a lot of professionals. I spoke to you before. I'm very connected to the music world. Janie Americans, my friend's dad, was the founder. I came out. Yeah, yeah. I spoke to you before. Right. Janie Americans, and I got to meet everybody. I sat with Frankie Valley, the Four Seasons, the Four Tops. Oh, man. Yeah, wait a minute. Did you? A lot of famous people. I loved, I loved uh, Jay Black. I was, and I almost got to, I interviewed him once. I, I used to go to his shows because he was so funny in between the songs. Yes, he, did, he used to do stand-up comedy, too. I didn't know that because I'll tell you, he did stand-up in between. He would crack you up. It, like when he would do uh, Some Enchanted Evening and the band yeah. is singing Once You Were Found and Never Let It Go. And he's like, remember. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. Uh-huh. I actually have a 54 jukebox at my house. Right. That still plays records. And I have those records on there, old records. What an incredible voice he had. Yeah, Jay was the voice. He was known as the voice. Mm-hmm. His real name is David Blatt, as you know. Right. Yeah, Big Joe was friends with him. Yeah. And he, you know Joe Causey? I do. I do know Joe. I did the Wise Guy show with Joe one time. Vinnie Pastore and Uncle Floyd. and um, uh, yeah, we, we hung out with Uncle Floyd a lot because uh-huh. we do a lot of concerts, and Uncle Floyd always comes on. Uh-huh. And does a little stand-up, and we sit with him, we eat with him. He's got the greatest stories of anybody. Oh, I know. I know, man. He's been on. That's amazing. Oh, my God. You know what I love about the Wise Guy show? You walk in, he's got an Italian buffet set up, <laughs> and then you talk. He's one of them. And we know a lot of comedians. We we actually are hooked up with a lot of comedians because of the shows, and we, we meet up with them, and then they're like, come to our show, and we sit with them, uh-huh. and we get to know everybody. It's just it's a beautiful life. Let's well, give yourself a plug. What are you doing? Uh, what am I doing? I'm doing nothing. I'm a retired cop from the Port Authority, and I'm uh-huh. just kind of enjoying life right now. We try to travel, me and my girlfriend. We try to go a lot of places. Okay. You know, we take a few trips here and there. We were in Vegas this year, then we went to Myrtle Beach and Orlando, and next year we got lined up a couple of trips. We're going to go to New Orleans in February. Feel good for uh, you. I do a lot of karaoke in Jersey. I'm all over the place. Uh, everybody knows Stevie D. All right, Stevie D. I'm the singer. It's been great I'm talking to you, man. Best of luck. All right, thank you. You guys are great. Love you guys. And uh, you'll hear from me again, I'm sure. You got it. I'm going to leave a candle burning by the phone. one <laughs> Stevie D. Stevie D. Stevie D. Yeah, right here on our airwaves. Sang Summer Wind. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Who's the most romantic singer? You want to set the mood. Who, oh, um, who are you putting on? Um, well, I'm thinking of two. Either Johnny Mathis or oh, uh, Nat King Cole. See, you got to go old. Yeah. You got to go old. Yeah. New guys, they don't set the mood. Mm-mm. No, no. They got to go old. All right. It's uh, 930. Now the latest New Jersey news. And Gilda is in Monroe on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Gilda. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. All right, Gilda, your most romantic singer. Who got you in the mood? Well, I'm going way, way back. Johnny Mathis. Because 
His song, My Husband and I Love, 12th of Never. Until the 12th of Never, and that's a long, long time. It is. You know what? He still sings. He still tours. I put it on the computer to listen to it. Yeah, he's amazing. I can't believe, I'm not, I'm not sure how old he is now, but he still, he still tours. Well, I'm over 90, so it's going back a long time. You're over 90? Uh-huh. God bless you. What do you attribute your long life to? Thank you. And I listen to you every night, so. Oh, thank you. May, may you listen for another 90 years. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I hope so. Thanks for calling, New Jersey 101.5. Johnny Mathis was born, he's 87, right? He's, he's born in 1935. Uh, and he still tours. I tell you, man, the, the, some of these people, like there's being in shape, there's rock and roll shape, music shape, 87. And he goes out and he tours. Just imagine being 87 years old. Just stand there. Just stand on a stage for three hours, two hours, whatever, let alone go out and sing and hit the notes. And I've seen him on uh, PBS. He can do it. He can sing. He can hit the notes. All right. I'm telling you, it's so simple. Like right? the most romantic singer you know. And I'm figuring, like, you know, it's not going to be Sinatra. I mean, it is Sinatra. You know, you think maybe it was Sinatra, like there'd be other people. Sinatra, Sinatra, David Cassidy. Elvis, Dean Martin, and David Cassidy. You know what? I hope history is kinder to David Cassidy. To David Cassidy was to David Cassidy. He always wanted to be a rocker. Danny Bonaduce will tell you. And it just drove him nuts that he couldn't be. But yet, despite that, he had incredible talent. Uh, I saw him put on a one-man show with uh in atlantic city well he had a full band around him but but he sang he danced he opened with the partridge family stuff and then right into like bobby darren all kinds of like uh swing kind of stuff incredible voice and you listen to cherish tell me david cassidy couldn't sing romantic elvis forget we can go on for hours and again dean martin what i loved about dean martin is that he just he just sounded like such a guy like from watching him on TV, from hearing him sing, from seeing the movies, he just sounded like a guy you just want to hang out with. You know? Like, who from the Rat Pack would you want to have a beer with? Would you just want to hang out with? Uh, the, co the coolest of the cool, the king of cool, Dean Martin. Uh, let's see. Ali says, Michael Buble is nice. I might get anybody from uh, the current era, though. Michael Buble would be the closest. So I'm going to ask you, 1-800-283-101.5. As Johnny Carson once said to Frank Sinatra, whose records do you put on when you want to get in the mood or get somebody in the mood? What about you? 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, you've been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center in Old Bridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. I was there over the weekend. Such great people. So, seriously, Joe, Isabella, Tom, such great people. They have large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Bill Stadia. Holiday season. New Jersey 101.5 collects teddy bears for the New Jersey State PBA. We call them Feel Better Bears. You can help New Jersey police make kids feel better during emergencies with a teddy bear to hug. 
find your closest bear drop-off location or buy a bear online, visit our app or nj1015.com. Thanks to all our sponsors, All-American Auto Group, Rob Dukansky of Remax First Advantage, and Trinity Rehab. This holiday, give a child a feel-better bear, and thanks from all of us. At New Jersey, 101.5, Frank Sinatra turns 107 years old today, had he been around. And he is still the most romantic singer of all time. Uh, if you got somebody better, let me know. I put it up on my Facebook really fast. You know, simple question. Who's your favorite romantic singer? Whose music are you putting on to set the mood? Johnny Carson once asked that to Frank Sinatra on The Tonight Show. So uh, Sinatra, 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 Johnny Mathis, uh, David Cassidy, Elvis, Dean Martin, Sinatra, 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 uh, Michael Bublé, Sinatra, 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 Sade, very nice. Michael Bolton, okay. Uh, Kenny G, he didn't sing, right? He played. Uh... Marvin Gaye. This is a good one. Andrew is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Andrew. Oh, yeah, Steve. I'm doing good. Your phone is breaking up. Oh, thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound a little, uh, you sound a little echoey. That's right. Who yeah, you got for me? So I had two. I got two. Go ahead. Hello? A Andrew, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay, so who have you got? Hello. Hello? Uh, Andrew, listen, I, I, yeah. I got, I, who have you got for me? Sinatra, fly me to the moon. Right, that's a good one. Barry White, you are my everything. Barry White had an incredible voice. Andrew, you're breaking up. My first, my last, my everything. <laughs> what an incredible, I mean, really, Barry White was unbelievable. Uh, I I'm in. I like Barry White. Uh, lost him way too soon. Mike is in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing, big guy? Listen, good. I got a good story. I got two good stories for you. Good. I first met Frank Sinatra when I was about 10 or 11 years old. I was born on Mulberry Street. Right. On Friday nights, my father would send me down to Vincent to get Calamad. Right. When when Frank Sinatra was in town, he used to hook up with William B. Williams, who ran the you know, Make Believe Ballroom show. Right. On the radio. Uh-huh. And they were Vincent, and then one of the hangouts was in Vincent's or Burrows and so on and so forth when he was downtown. Right. I met him in there. I walked in, and he says, hey, kid, what are you doing here? I said, just like you, hanging out. Right. Now, I'm 11. I'm a smart ass from Mulberry Street. Right. He taps me on the head. He says, well, well, you get your ass home. And he tapped me on the head, and I went home. But the second time I met him was I worked for a major trucking company. One of my drivers came in one day. He says, hey, Mike, I got 10 tickets to Sinatra at the Garden. Oh, the comeback show. Of course. Oh, God, yeah. So anyway, I said, yeah, I could use them. So naturally, he gives me the tickets, and I'm not going to give them to customers because I'm in sales. Right. So I hook up with four of my buddies. We catch, we catch our girlfriends. We go to the garden that night. And I was told by my driver, Julie's brother, when you see, uh, when you get there, you're going to be invited back to Julie's for a meet and greet, say hello and goodbye. Right. Well, that's all I needed in my lifetime, man. I mean, to shake his hand right. and, and blue eyes the way he looked at you, and he was so very uh, gentleman all the way. I mean, he saw all our women. Did you tell him Mulberry Street? Absolutely. He uh, did he remember? I mentioned Vincent. He gave me a wink. Get out! 
But I, I, you know, I saw him down at the Garden State Arts Center. I saw him out in Vegas. I saw the guy. Uh, I would follow him to the moon. That's his song. And yeah, I did. That is great, Mike. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How about that? Imagine, like, just having that kind of power. You know, like, that you know that whether Sinatra, Sinatra probably had no idea. But just to, just, just to know that it meant so much to him to look at him, maybe he did, to look at him and give him the wink and smile. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what made Frank Frank. All right. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. I'm Steve Trevelis. Do stick around. Heading out tonight? Take us with you. Fast traffic, instant weather, Jersey news, and Jersey views. It's all here. Weeknights on New Jersey 101.5. WKXW Trenton. WKXW HD. When that moon gets big and bright, it's Ah, yeah. You're having a good night. Thanks for hanging out. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. Trevia Wednesday night, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey, 101.5. Mark Riccadonna is going to be here. The very funny comedian director, Justin Gonzalez, is not going to be here. Uh, Matt Bridgestone is going to be here. He of acjokes.com down in Atlantic City. And uh, a good time shall be had by all. Gemini will be here. That makes it good time. The man, the man is a ventriloquist, he's a magician, he's a comedian, and he's going to be here on Wednesday night. Thursday night, we got Jersey's opening lines. Uh, ben Roush is going to be here. Let's have an old-fashioned Jersey Christmas, one of the greatest Christmas songs ever. We will be playing it, he will be playing it, and again, a good time will be had by all. Paul Stanley was on last Thursday night from KISS. He's coming to the Wentworth Gallery on Saturday in Short Hills. So uh, I talked to him. I got the conversation online at nj1015.com along with an incredible uh, Christmas house, the Cook family in Jackson. And they called last week and they set their house lights to a video. And I put the video up. And tomorrow night we're going to have the Glendale house, uh, Vanessa. And it's uh, incredible. Uh, Wait do you see. We're finally out. We're finally, we got the Christmas Lights Festival, the contest going on, nj1015.com. Make sure you hit it for your voting. But to take you out of the Christmas spirit and bring you to the beach, a whale has washed up on the Jersey Shore. Another one. And this time in Strathmere, the Marine Mammals Stranding Center said a 30-foot dead humpback whale was found Saturday morning, expected to be removed or buried by the town. Uh, the whale washed up in Keensburg last week, and a humpback whale washed up in another dock in the area of Grassy Sound Marina, just off the coast of North Wildwood. Now, I know we haven't talked about the beach in a long time. They want to raise the beach tag fees because that's what we do here in New Jersey. Why we have to pay to get on the beaches is beyond me. But I'm just wondering, imagine like walking along the beach and finding this. What are some of the things that you have seen wash up on the beach? Or, you know, did you ever, you ever in a situation, I was in Sea Isle and I saw a shark wash up on the beach and a live shark and a guy went out, picked the shark up by the, by the back fins and got him back into the water. And, you know, you're thinking, like, the shark's going to turn around and bite him, but he didn't. He kind of got behind him and kind of utched him into the... And the shark then, once he got to the water, he turned, you know, he swam away. 
But man, what a gutsy move. I was and he kind of grabbed him by his tail and tried to like throw him. I'd be doing like a like a what do you call that thing? The discus, you know, swinging around. Uh, but have you ever, you know, what have you ever seen wash up on a Jersey beach? And uh, did you have the the Kumasi yams to go help it get back into the water? Turtles are a good thing, right? I've seen I've seen turtles. Like my, I have a house in Seattle City, and it's got the bay behind it and the ocean in front of it, and the turtles will walk up from the um, you know from the bay, walk across where I am, you know the house, and then try to cross the road, and then you see the cars just stop to let the turtles go by. Hopefully. Uh, when they see them. But have you ever had that? Have you ever, you know, you're walking along the beach and all of a sudden you see something wash up. Have you ever seen a whale wash up or a shark wash up or a dolphin? 1-800-283-101.5. Just checking it out. Uh, I mean, it's sorry that it's dead. But they're beautiful creatures in the water. But in New Jersey, when you look far out, Sometimes when you're in the ocean, you know, and you look, you can see the dolphins just like jumping up and down into the water. But have you ever seen one walk up on the beach? 1-800-283-101.5. It's, uh, I was surprised, like at this time of year. Every now and then we get the shark, right? We had the white shark. There was a lot of sharks around New Jersey. Uh, Mary, the great white shark. But this one, uh, this one was in Strathmere. A white whale, a whale, washed up on the shore, and like I said, you don't expect to see it. I'm looking at the picture now. It was a black whale, actually, in uh, Brigantine, the Marine Mammals Standing Center in Brigantine was called to an unusual find: a 30-foot dead humpback whale. Again, you look at this creature. What a beautiful fish! Uh, they're dealing with a similar situation back in July. Now, I don't know, you know, if there's anything to this, what the story is as to why it happened. But I'm just wondering, if you ever, when you walk along the beach at the Jersey Shore, what are some of the things that you have seen wash up? And don't be, don't be nasty now. Don't be cruel. Just give me, uh, give me like, let's, let's stick with living or, or ex-living things. Like a shark. A mammal. Would you ever, like, confront the shark? Like, we talk about the bears, right? You ever been in the ocean and the shark is in there? Like, what do you do? You know, do, do you play dead? Do you direct him, to, <laughs> direct him toward the whale? You know, remember the old flipper, right? Flipper would take on the shark, and that's how every flipper episode ended. Now, I'm going real back if I'm talking flipper here, right? Uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. Then we got headlines and trev lines coming up in about uh, 15 minutes. But now, things that have washed up on the beach in New Jersey. Not people that have washed up on the beach. Things that have washed up on the beach. And why are they raising the beach tag fees? I never understood the beach tag fees because, for one thing, uh, we're like one of the only states that does it. Maybe one or two states still do it. And we don't do it in Wildwood, we don't do it in Atlantic City, but we need to do it to pay the bills everywhere else. But yet, there's no set number that once we pay it, then we can stop charging, right? That, that continues to go on. 
Where does the money go after we've paid all the bills? Or are we just lucky enough to get the exact number of dollars we need to maintain the beach? How much can it cost to maintain a beach? But you know, it's funny because what sucks about this is that I, when I started here, we talked about, you know, why do we have to pay to get on the beach and the phones would light up. People are just now so resigned to the fact that we have to pay to get on the beach. They don't even fight it. You know, if you have a Jersey Shore town, if you're, if you run a Jersey Shore town, if you're the mayor or whatever, you are sitting on a cash cow, right? And same thing with parking. Where does all the parking money go? You know, how much money does it cost you to park just to go to the shore? And where does that money go? What is that maintaining? The white line painted in the street? Again, cash cow. 1-800-283-101.5. So uh, basically, if you've, ever had, if you've ever seen a whale, a shark, a dolphin, ever been up close and personal with one, what has that been like? Have you seen one wash up on a beach in New Jersey? You ever tried to put it back in or seen someone try to put it back in? Because I've seen that with a shark, which was a pretty gutsy move, I might add. When you see the size of this whale, oh, my God, it's on Facebook. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. All right, so um, a couple of weeks ago, Dallas Cowboys score a touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, they uh, jump in today. They've got this big thing in Dallas for the Salvation Army, the big kettle. And uh, they're playing the Colts, and uh, they celebrate by jumping into the kettle in the end zone of AT&T Stadium. Now, you know what? Uh, the end zone dances, it's, it was a really strange thing with the NFL. And uh, let's, let's not talk about the Giant-Eagle game yesterday, Giant fans. I won't if you won't. Uh, I know the Eagle fans want to talk about it. But, so the Cowboy game, they're playing the Colts. They score a touchdown, Ezekiel Elliott. And uh, Prescott and Elliott, they jump into the kettle in the end zone, and they celebrate. And uh, they were fined $13,261 each for the celebration. Now, why they should be fined is beyond me, because when you see some of the things that the players are allowed to do in the end zone, you don't know what's taunting, what's excessive, what's not excessive. But I love the idea that these two players, uh, not a Cowboy fan, of course, but they were jumped into the kettle. They call attention to the Salvation Army. And, and, and for their trouble, they get fined by the NFL. $13,261 each. But the good news is, the charity tells TMZ Sports, Salvation Army, there's been a spike in donations since the celebration with the NFL fans, donating $21 as a hat tip to Elliott. So that was his, you know, that's his number, so they're donating $21. After Ezekiel Elliott leaped into the kettle on Sunday night's game against the Indianapolis Colts, the number of donors to the Salvation Army that day doubled compared with the game last year according to the Salvation Army. So, what is the charity that you give to around the holidays? You know, like a lot of people, they don't, you get those things, you get the, you get the addresses in the mail, you have to give them, they know where you live, right? You get the return address labels in the mail, you get the Christmas cards in the mail, you get all this solicitation in the mail from all these different charities. And 
you know, many times you, you, you can only give so much. And then you get the guilt that, oh, my God, they sent me these labels. The least I could do was send them some money. Then you send them some money and you get more and more and more and more. Uh, but this time of year, maybe you don't throw them all away. Maybe there's a couple that you say, you know what, I'm going to do something this year. I'm going to do something for the holidays. So I'm just throwing this out there. i got about five minutes here. What is, who are the charities that you give to around the holidays? You know, uh, Salvation Army, great charity. I mean, they're all great charities. They all, you know, in their own way are trying to help somebody. But if I said to you, who would you give to? You know, I got a few extra dollars here. I'd like to give to somebody. Who would you give to? Make a Wish is a great one. Uh, I always give to St. Jude's. Uh, I'm trying to think. The, uh, people for the Poor, you know, you want to help the homeless in South Jersey, a great charity. Because every dime you give them goes right to the homeless. You know, a lot of these houses, these Christmas houses, are raising money. Um you know, four different charities. And it's so nice because you get to go, you get to see the Christmas, you know, you get to see the display. And while you're there, you're in a good festive mood. You reach in your pocket, you come up with a few dollars. Joey in Flemington is on New Jersey 101.5. Is this Joey Novick? Yeah, hey, Steve. You've never reached in your pocket. Yeah. No, 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 I'm saying the, the thing, the, the charity that I give to um, is disabled American veterans, military veterans disabled. Uh, my dad was a disabled American veteran, and uh, it's the one group that I feel it, it really, you know, we can never give enough to those people who, who gave, uh, you know, uh, maybe they became disabled in a war, they became disabled, uh, preserving our freedom, keeping us free. Uh, that's the group that I give. That That's the one that really, you know, moves me each and every, uh, uh, you know, holiday time. You would figure that if someone was disabled, you know, a veteran, that we'd be taking care of them for the rest of their lives. You would think. How is that not happening? Really? I... I, dude, I, you know what? It, it makes me rack my brain when, you know, when my dad and I, when I, when I was a kid, my dad always used to go door to door to collect money for disabled American veterans being disabled himself. Right. And I remember asking, I said, how come, you know, we pay so much in taxes? Yeah. How, why do we have to even collect money for these people? And he's explaining to me, a lot of these men, uh, you know, they, they lose uh, part of their body. They, they uh, maybe have uh, some mental difficulties and the government just doesn't even to this day, doesn't take care of them as much as they should. And hey, it's, it's, it's tragic. Yeah, that that ought to be. If anything, you know, if you become disabled, as, you know, in the you know in the military, they should automatically take care of you for the rest of your life. Oh, it's just it's it's just absolutely. So you know, you're asking. Hey, look, every charity. Any, any around this time of year, I mean, certainly is, is of value. That, that's the one that I feel that is, uh, that is most important because these, these people put out their, you know, sometimes they're drafted, sometimes they volunteer, but, uh, going overseas, uh, preserving our freedom, preserving our way of life, uh, and they come back, they should be taken care of, uh, number one. No question about it. Absolutely. What are you doing New Year's Eve? Uh, New Year's Eve, we have a big comedy show. A with comedy Tony show. Barty. Big comedy show. With, with, with Gemini on New Year's Eve? Yes. Well, what is Gemini? What is he going to be doing on New Year's Eve? He is, he is playing. We have a big show. 
Meatballs and matzo balls. <laughs> meatballs and uh, take the meatballs. Give the points. Yeah, you get. <laughs> no, we have uh, you have your choice of Italian food or Jewish deli food, and it's uh, uh, it's you, you can Google it right on Eventbrite and buy tickets. So uh, yeah, that's what we do. And I'm there, Kevin Israel. Where's it going to be? The Gemini. It's at Stangle Stage in Flemington. It's a big, beautiful place, uh-huh. and uh, that's where it is. So come on down. Did you ever see the uh, the image of the Pat Cooper album? He talks about he married a Jewish girl. He, talk, he does the bit where he talks about you know, uh, you know, what part of Italy do you come from? You know, my mother didn't say I married a Polish. I brought home a Polish girl. My mother didn't say anything. I brought home a uh, Jewish girl. My mother didn't say anything. I brought home an Italian girl. What part of Italy do you come from? <laughs> But then he says, you know, I, I, I brought up, I married a Jewish girl. I said, Ma, what are we going to make for dinner? She goes, Lux Parmesan. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're going to have a, a Jewish buffet and an Italian buffet? Yeah, we'll have uh, Jewish uh, Jewish food from the uh, Boris Belt in Staunton. Right. And we have Italian food coming in from a wonderful Italian restaurant called uh, Penitary's in Flemington. Nice. So you get a choice, take a little of each. And uh, it'll be great food, great comedy. Corned beef, pastrami, mozzarella, and a little super side. There you go. As a sandwich. Joey, happy holidays if I don't see you. Hey, listen, you have a wonderful time. You and your family have a wonderful Christmas. You got it, pal. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Who's the charity that you uh, give to this time of year? Uh, the charity I give to... Um, Chad the, Robeson, the, the human fund. He gives to the human fund. In Jersey City, there's a place called the uh, York Street House, which uh, takes um, uh, clothing and items for young kids and toddlers. Nice. So I always give there. I may have some bags for you. Yeah. It's uh, 1030. Now, the latest New Jersey... New- the Jersey weather also brought to you by Pajamagram. Looking for a Christmas gift that is more alluring than lingerie? Check out Naturally Nude Pajamas by Pajamagram. They're sensuous and soft. They look just as seductive as they feel. Order today and get a free matching Naturally Nude nighty. Available exclusively at Pajamagram.com. Naturally Nude nighty is what you can get. See, like, naturally nude, naughty nighty. So you could you could have read that the same way that uh, Bill Spadia does. Nobody can read it exactly the way Bill Spadia does. Looking for a Christmas gift that is more alluring than lingerie. Yes, it makes me want to pop champagne. I, I want to see what those what those pajamas are actually like. Like, not necessarily on a personal, oh, they're cool. like they advertise, but... Oh, they're good. Yeah, Pajamagram's a great brand. Well, all right. Yeah, no, seriously, they are. Uh, let's see. It's time. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Oh doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? So... All what right. the hell's going on out here? <laughs> so, uh, amongst the celebrity birthdays today, besides just Frank Sinatra, is yeah. also uh, the legendary singer Dionne Warwick's birthday. Dionne Warwick's birthday today. Yep, also a New Jersey yes. uh, artist. Do you know the way to San Jose? Yeah. Uh, she was born in uh, 1940, around, around there. 
And uh, she is one of the uh, 40 biggest hit makers of 1955 to 1999. She got 46 singles in the Billboard Hot 100. So How about that? It's something about New Jersey, man. She was, well, she's related to Whitney Houston, right? Really? Yes. Uh, look it up. She's related to, but she, um, I remember her in the Rockford Files. Uh, her and Isaac Hayes. Uh, yeah, but she's, I remember well, her and the Spinners, then came you. There was, I say a little prayer for you, so many great Dionne Warwick songs. I did not realize that. How about that? Yeah. And uh, after looking it up, she is first cousins with Whitney Houston, mm -hmm. who's also a New Jersey singer. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we got, this is uh, one from the U.S. It's ah. Nuclear Fusion. How long until the breakthrough can, uh, be, so we, so basically this one has to do with electricity. Okay. And so for years, we've been trying to figure out how can we create a really new clean source of energy. And what we come across here is nuclear fusion. Right. And for those playing along at home, nuclear fusion is the opposite of fission, which is where oh. you split an atom apart, like an explosion. Fusion, you bring them together. You put them together, you're creating things instead of pulling it apart. And that is the key, not to necessarily infinite energy, but to it's basically like the ultimate green energy. Oh, creates okay. lots nuclear of power. fusion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, riveting stuff. That's what the Beatles meant when they sang Come Together. Exactly, they, so, they, kn they knew. Nuclear fusion. Um, Exactly. So Taylor Swift is uh, facing some intense backlash uh, because she, it's announced that she is going to be uh, taking part in a series of interviews um, with Oscar-winning directors to discuss their experiences uh, of their jobs. And they don't like that? They don't. Because, Why don't they like that? Well, it, this is a spinoff of an actor, uh, Actors on Actors, which was essentially famous actors would interview actors about being actors. Well, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong Do with that. Do we need plumbers interviewing actors about being actors? Well, the problem is that Taylor Swift is interviewing famous actors or directors about being directors. So? Well, she's Taylor Swift. She's not one of these famous directors. No, but she's, she's obviously been directed. She, but you know what? It's, it's, she's an interviewer. It doesn't matter. I mean, the interviewer, Howard Stern just interviewed Bruce Springsteen. Well, the point, Does he need to, to, to make as many records as Bruce Springsteen does? Well, yeah, but it's not, it's not musicians on musicians on the Howard Stern show. It's directors on directors. So the point so of the show is she, that she's going to be on the show called Directors for Directors. So she's going to be taking part in a series of, of interviews, interviews that are supposed to be famous directors interviewing other famous directors about being famous directors. And that's like, so, right. yeah, you're you're going to buy time on this. You have your choice. We could sell directors talking to directors or Taylor Swift talking to directors. See, I would, I would be more I, I, as, as interested as I would be in directors talking to directors. Yeah, I would be more interested in Taylor Swift because she's coming at it from an outsider's point of view. So she's going to ask more innocent questions. Sometimes directors talking to directors could get too geeky. That's true. Well, here's I've well, seen it. In fact, I I did the um I went to the the Beetle Fest. Yes. The Lapidus Beetle Fest. Uh, we had Mark on mm -hmm. uh, up at the Meadowlands. And they had Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson is the one who did the Beatles Get Back movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Disney Channel thing. And Michael David, was it Paul David Hogg, Michael David Hogg, some, some hog. <laughs> the, the, the director of the original Let It Be was they had Peter Jackson on Zoom from New Zealand live. Wow. And they bring in Michael David Hogg, whatever the guy's name is, the, the Let It Be guy. And now you've got the guy who did the original Let It Be in 1970 on with the guy who directed, you know, Peter Jackson. And they start talking. And 
as a Beatle fan, my eyes started to glaze. Well, we did a four-camera shoot. We used this camera, that lens. Who gives a damn? I want to know. I want stories here. What so was I'm thinking like? that maybe, yeah. So I'm thinking that maybe like with Taylor Swift. Plus of all, they got a major get in Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's true. Well, here's the thing. So Taylor Swift did actually direct a short film not that long ago. Well, now she's qualified. Well, that's why people are upset. They're like, oh, she's directed one thing, and now she's director. Tell people to shut up. I mean, to, to your point, it would be interesting to hear, hear someone with, you know, very little experience who probably now has legitimate questions. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And you know what? Her legitimate questions, the average person who's not a director, would find entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. From like a little bit of an outsider thing. Um, this next one yes. is that uh, people are very shocked to discover what nutcrackers are actually used for. They are not, in fact, just for decoration. They have a purpose. I actually crack nuts with them. Do you actually? Yeah. You mean the the nutcracker thing? Yeah. When you well, not not like the little metal thing, like the nutcracker, like the um the wooden uh British soldier looking thing. Oh. With uh, like the the hair and the big mouth. They have a use. Yes. What, what exactly are we using them for? Well, you use nutcrackers to crack nuts. That's what I thought. So you take the <laughs> statue and smash it over a walnut? <laughs> yeah, people didn't think that's... People thought they were just like statues that, that's you know, a real, ha, 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 their toy. But it's not. It's an actual nut. So people would take the statue, put a walnut on a table, slam the statue over the walnut, and eat the walnut? Well, yes, that's exactly what you're supposed to Are do. Are you with serious? It, actually. Yes, that's exactly what you're supposed to do with it. I thought they were just—I thought that was a doll, and the metal things were the real nutcrackers. Well, you can use them both, and I suppose people might give you funny looks if you used your little statue as a as a nutcracker. But uh, I believe in diversity, and I believe that we should have all types of nutcrackers in this world, and they should all be able to get along. New Jersey 101. New Jersey 101.5 needs your vote for the Garden State's brightest holiday lights. We received hundreds of nominations on our Light Up New Jersey contest. Now we need your vote. And the grand prize winner gets $1,000. Cast your vote on our free app or nj1015.com today. Thanks to our sponsors, Edison Infinity, Wawa. Grab your holiday gift cards at Wawa today. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. A number you shan't be needing until uh, Bill Spadia returns at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Because right now we are doing the headlines and treble lines with Ryan Bissell. Hey, what's going on? You tell me. <laughs> okay, so the other day, yes. uh, Dave Chappelle was at a concert, or not a concert, he was putting on a show at the Chase Center in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And uh, he decided at the very end he'd bring out tech billionaire Elon Musk, everyone's How favorite. about that? South uh, South African man, uh -huh. and uh, so he, Ch Chappelle goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the richest man in the world." And he was met with a mixture of boos and cheers. Um, that sounds that sounds about right. So someone posted the video online saying um, that you know uh, this is what happened. It was like mostly boos and not a lot of cheering. And then the other side said it was mostly cheering and not a lot of boos. Well, actually, so I got I so. Here's the thing. I couldn't find the exact wording of the tweet because the account no longer exists. Which is Elon's account? No, the account that so Elon Musk owns Twitter and the account that tweeted out the video with that showed all the booze and stuff is mysteriously no He's longer active. He's a smart active. man. <laughs> He's not stupid. But he responded to it in a very typical, you know, like, oh, it's not so bad fashion going. Technically, it was 90% cheers and 10% booze during quiet periods. But still, that's a lot of booze, which is a first for me in real life. 
<laughs> All right. So that's not bad. He's pretty confident in himself. I, I just wish the people who are going to get off Twitter would just get off Twitter and stop telling you over and over again they're getting off Twitter. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. You know, he kind of leveled it out. He said, all right, now we're going to put everything up there. We found out that there really was a conspiracy about Joe Biden before the election, right? That's all been out there because he put it all out there. Yeah. And he put out there, you know, all the stuff that was going on with Trump. I mean, he just said, look, uh, we know now what we always knew that, you know, it was being controlled by one side of the political party. And now he's just putting it out there for everybody. But regardless of where you stand, people, you know, if you don't like what you read, go someplace else. That's, yeah. the, that's what true freedom is. Instead of trying to control the information, you decide, you know, what, it, what you, what you want to go with. If you see something that you're a suspect of, go research it. This is Twitter's not you know Google you know Twitter Twitter is Twitter. <laughs> this is what yeah. some idiot is saying. All right, you get the choice, pass or play. If you believe it, well, you better be right. But there are places you can go to find out if you are. Yeah. And if you don't believe it, all right, this is BS. I'm out. And, and TikTok is not the place to go for your news. <laughs> and there's another thing. But 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 how <laughs> stupid that people believe it is. That's the scary thing. And you know how many times have you been in a conversation and the person who proclaims to be the expert is giving you a sound bite. Oh my gosh, all right? the time, all the time. And it's hard to have like a, a decent, you know, not necessarily argument, but a debate with these people because they're just like parroting like the same, you know, few facts at you. And if you try to stray from that, they just kind of bring it back until you're kind of forced to just kind of, you walk know. away. Yeah. Cause you just, all right, yeah, whatever. You're right. And then you walk away going, what a moron. You know, and, and it's sad because I remember when I worked on Howard's show, I would do the appearances. I guess how when they come to Philadelphia. So I would do the you know appearances for the morning show, and you'd be out, and they knew I did the news. So people would ask me, you know, what do you think of, you know, what do you think of blah blah blah, and I tell them, and what do you think? And Howard and Robin would do the news every morning at nine o'clock, much like we're doing it now, only a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I say that for me, not you. Uh, but but. But I would say, you know, what do you think? They would parrot to me back exactly what Howard said. And you get the idea that all they knew was what they had heard that morning. With, but that becomes their opinion. So in those days, you had to validate your stuff. You had to know what you were talking about. With social media, you don't. I mean, and a lot of times with news, you don't. Yeah. You know, once upon a time, if you as a journalist went on and did your news, you better have six or seven, th maybe three sources to back you up. Now all you have to say is, so-and-so is reporting. Not me! So-and-so. <laughs> you would never say so-and-so is reporting. I saw it on Facebook. Right? Right. But, but you know, that, that's, that's the where our thermometer is. But not in this newsroom. <laughs> Manana. Radio. This has been the Steve Travely Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.